The WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts. Dominate your summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler over at birddogs.com slash pool. That is birddogs.com slash pool. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Whoa, WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, real from Gene here at your service. And when I'm not messing up the intro, I'm here giving out stone cold locks on the WNBA Gambling Podcast. Shout out to, I, I didn't sweep because we didn't get the Seattle Storm money line. However, Seattle Storm, and just just let it keep going. Just let it keep going on a loop here, because now we're looking at seven and four against the spread. Seven and four. I don't care if they're not winning games. I don't care because we keep getting them. Let the storm music hit one more time. Very much so. Ooh, man, shout out to the Seattle Storm. Just finding ways to constantly, constantly, constantly get it done for me against the spread. Got my guy here with me, Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on? Eh, nothing much. Looking forward to going through the WNBA card. I know the last time I was on the show, I actually swept. Uh, that was a couple days ago, but still. So left uh, the show on a high note, now hopefully trying to run it back. But overall, uh, it should be a pretty fun card. Three games to talk about, three games that potentially could go either way because we do have relatively short spreads. No 19-point spreads for road teams on today's card. So, <laughs> and they still, covered. they still covered. They still covered. Yeah, they still, still covered. covered. Yeah. They're favored by 19 on the road, and the Aces still won by 20 against the Mercury. But still, uh, looking forward to today's card. Should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, just to recap what I had last episode, my dog was Seattle, so I didn't get Seattle outright. I did get Seattle on the money, on the spread, like I alluded to earlier. And I really just wanted to mention that to play a drop one more time. I really love this drop. This is great. We're this is this is gonna make it all season. So we at, we got the spread there. Didn't get the money line, so I missed my dog. However, I did cash my lock. Dallas Wings first half minus one and a half. That was never in doubt. They bounced back in a big way against the Atlanta Dream at home. And a really what was I wouldn't say it was a must win spot, but they had lost three in a row and you're at home playing the Atlanta Dream. So you really, really want to come through and put a good showing at home. We got Wings first half minus one and a half. And the the picks, I mean, everybody knows you go on Tally site. Well, you should go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WNBA dash picks, and that will take you to our picks page where you can see that I am 60% against the spread in the WNBA overall this season. But what I wanted to say was that Seattle was the reason for that. Shout out to Seattle Storm one more time. Okay. All right. I'm done with Seattle until we end up talking about them later on in the slate. Scott, before we get to the actual breakdown in the slate. Got to talk to you about Bird Dog Shorts because, man, I'm trying to tell you right now, 
if you guys want to go back and go see me talk about the NBA draft, which is tonight. So if you haven't watched it already, go. But go back and watch that episode again. And watch me get Sean to model those shorts for us. What Are those shorts not that you would not want to buy, that you would not want form-fitting on you? If they can make Sean stacking the money green look good in shorts, they can make anybody look good in shorts. Anybody at all. So you should go tap into your bird dog shorts. Get into your dad mode. Dad mode with the stretch khaki shorts. They got the swim trunks. They got everything you need and you can buy it for the kids too they you can go buy it for for the kids and they can have bird dogs you can be a family full of bird dog shirts so go do that use it some type of athletic way go hiking just go to the soccer game and go to your soccer game your kids soccer game in the bird dog shorts i'm telling you everybody is going to catch on go to birddogs.com slash pool where you can enter the promo code pool p-o-o-l and get a free yeti style tumbler with your order that's birddogs.com slash pool for a free yeti style tumbler i promise you you won't want to take your bird dogs off All right, let's talk about the three games that are actually being played today. We have the Connecticut Sun on the road going to play the Minnesota Lynx. Opened up at five. It is now sitting at minus four and a half. 158 and a half is the total injury report here. Let's start with the Lynx. We look here and we see Ariel Powers is questionable with an ankle injury. We have Dorka is where she questionable with the nose injury. Jessica Shepard's questionable with an illness. We know Diamond Miller is going to be out for a while with her ankle sprain, but going powers is still out. Is power still officially out? Okay. Yeah. I see her being officially out. Okay. So no powers today, but for the Connecticut sign, here is the thing that everybody wants to know. Brown Jones is out. And we can expect to see her out for the foreseeable future. I don't think we have a diagnosis on what happened to her, but she did get help to the locker room in that last game. That is a huge loss for this Connecticut Sun team. So, Scott, with that being known, that you probably are not going to see Brianna Jones for the foreseeable future, how are you handicapping the Connecticut Sun laying four and a half on the road? I do think I am going to be taking the sun anyway because i still don't exactly like the links as a team they've played a little bit better lately but i do think once again connecticut is still the more talented roster by a decent margin and maybe you might see at get another triple double we'll see what happens i like her rebound props moving forward or uh-huh. i do think that you can look at maybe bonner having some massive stat lines moving forward on the boards because of uh, Brianna Jones being out. So for a player prop perspective, I would pivot to the other superstars or stars on Connecticut to step up in her absence. But I do think when you're looking at the overall roster, Connecticut is still one of the most talented teams in the league. And I do think that the spread feels a little bit short since the links are still four and eight. It's not like they're a good team by any means. First game of the season or meeting was pretty close. Sun did win by five on the road. The links have won three of four. Uh, having said that, all three wins were against the Sparks, which is kind of weird. And the one loss was against the uh, Aces where they lost by 31. But I think I'm going to go with the Sun here. Uh, they've still been playing some good basketball. Uh, they won their last game against Seattle on the road by six. They also beat the Sparks. They beat the Dream on the road. They've been pretty good on the road, 6-1 and one, straight up on the highway, while the Lynx are 1-4 and four straight up at home. I'm going to go with Connecticut here. This line just feels a bit short. Yeah, um, 
Mm. I think I'm on the other side. I think I'm going Minnesota. It it does feel short, but when you think about it, we talk about early, these two teams played this exact same situation on a Thursday earlier in the month with Minnesota being at home, and Connecticut only got out of there with the five-point win. Minnesota ended up covering that six-and-a-half-point spread there. And now you don't have Brianna Jones, who every game this season that she's played in, she's given you at least 12 points. Like That's a really, really solid contribution offensively. And it could be a little bit of fool's goal because three of their last four games have been against the Sparks and they won all three of those games. And then the one game that wasn't against the Sparks was against the Aces and they completely got ran out of the building. But the Minnesota Lynx have looked better. Like, they have looked better. Could that just be they have the Sparks number? Possibly. And this would really be a good testing point, uh, especially with no Brianna Jones, that they're able to go in here and get this game done. And so I think Brown Jones is going to impact impact is going to be felt on both sides of the court. Like she takes out some rim protection for you. Now you're risking putting Alyssa Thomas down there, putting Dewana Bonner down there. What if they get into foul trouble? Like how much is that going to affect, you know, defensive strategies and stuff like that. So I think that I, I less want to back Connecticut and more back Minnesota in this one. If I got to play against the spread, I'm taking the plus four and a half. But I think my favorite one here is a play on the total. Full game total is at 158 and a half. And I had a little nugget here. Uh, Where did it go? I had a little nugget here about the... um, yeah, so the Sun are actually 5-0 and to the over versus teams under 500 this season. They average about 86.4 points per game in those games. So uh, I like the over here in this one. I do, even with no Brianna Jones. But I do want to take the Sun equation out of it because, again, she adds about 12 points on that number. So give me Minnesota Lynx team total over. I think that's one of my favorite plays in this game and probably the play that I'm going to have some action on in this one is I think the Minnesota Lynx are playing slightly better. I think that there are there is going there's already been an issue with teams scoring against the paint in the paint. I'm sorry, scoring in the paint against Connecticut this season, but now you take out, you know, your best rim protector and a big body down there in Brianna Jones and that problem can only get worse with Nafisa Collier coming into town and what she's able to do scoring the basketball. So, yeah, I like the team total for the Minnesota Lynx. I see it at 77 and a half minus 104. I like them to go over that today. Yeah, I don't mind that play. I do I do think once again my favorite play in this game is going to be player props for Connecticut. I see Alyssa Thomas for rebounds is 10 and a half. Uh, I'd link to the over. I was kind of hoping it'd be around eight and a half or nine and a half, but her assists are only at eight and a half at minus 140. And I don't really know why it's only at eight and a half. She had 12 in each of the last two games. First meeting against Minnesota this season, she had 16 assists. Uh-huh. I, d- I don't know why this is at eight and a half. I'm going to take the over. I really do think she's in line for another triple-double, or at least should be under triple-double watch. But eight and a half assists for a player who's been that good at facilitating all year long, I think it's way too low of a number. I got to take the over on that. I mean, they, they're starting to push the number up. The, we started the season at five and a half. Then they quickly realized that was a terrible number, and it went to six and a half, and it, it bounced back from six and a half and seven and a half multiple times. And this last game was the first time I saw it at eight and a half for plus money, and I, I didn't hesitate at all. And she went out there and had an amazing day. And if she can only still do that again 
only issue that could potentially be something to worry about is if they attack her inside the paint and she does pick up fouls. But at, I mean, Alyssa Thomas is the ball handler for this team. She's the point forward. She's the person that's getting the offense going, setting everybody up. So I, I'm always, you know, this is an auto bet on my part. Yeah. All right. Any other props or anything you like in this one? I don't really have much else. I I do want to point out that Brianna Jones was not particularly good in the first meeting against Minnesota. So the other players had to step up anyway with Jones being uh, healthy for the first meeting. Bonner was a bit quiet, uh, had 13 points, however, did go 5 of 16 from the floor. So Mm -hmm. if you're expecting her to improve her shooting, then Bonner could be in line for another 20-point game. We know she's capable of. She had 40 earlier this year. So I do think that she's probably worth a look for points. Uh, Besides that, I know Heidemann was very good in points in the first meeting, had 19. uh, But I'm not sure if you're going to find a prop on her. But I do think I'm going to pivot mostly to Alyssa Thomas and to Bonner. Thomas is going to just be a volume play because she's going to play 40-plus minutes if this Uh game is close because she kind of needs to. So I'm on overs for Thomas. I think Bonner's in line for a good game too, though, because uh, once again, she went five for 16 in the first meeting and had 13 points. She goes eight for 16, and suddenly she basically is hovering around 20. I'd look for Bonner over, but I do think my favorite plays are going to be with Thomas. I see Alyssa Thomas nine and a half assists. Like, a man, they are really, really juicing her up. I found juiced eight and a half, so I'll take that instead. Uh, The Alyssa Thomas, well... You know, I've been throwing out these 20 point, whatever plus money point props I can get. And I've been throwing them out recently. We've been doing okay. Alyssa Thomas, 20 plus points is plus 240. It just feels like that's mispriced. And I understand that, you know, she can be kind of up and down in scoring. She's going to get the double digits, but is she going to dominate scoring all the time? Not necessarily. I don't really see the value in pushing Dewana Bonner up to 25 to get some plus 250 on her. Like 20 is already a lot. But Alyssa Thomas to also have that contribution down low. Absolutely. I'll take her for 20 plus plus 240. I like that play. Do you have any thoughts on Collier, who was at uh, roughly 21 and a half? She had 30 in the first meeting. Yeah, no, I think she gets over her points prop again. I, I don't I don't see the value in, I mean, I'm not. T- I don't want to just go ahead and say she has 30 again, but that's plus 570 if you want to sprinkle on there. But I, I think that there's definitely value on just taking her over the points prop. She should get into her 20 to 25 range, and you should feel comfortable about that, especially with no Brianna Jones in the lineup. And at some point, she's probably going to be testing the bigs of Connecticut to see, hey, are you willing to pick up those fouls to kind of try to slow me down? And if they don't, she's going to get to the rim and be very efficient. So I like Nafisa Collier as well. All right. Uh, Let's move on to the no. Before we move on to the other two games that are being played tonight, got to talk to you about underdog fantasy because you could throw Nafisa Collier over on points, higher on points. You can throw in Alyssa Thomas, higher on assists, even throw in Alyssa Thomas, higher on points as well, because I think she's going to have a big points day. And you can go and put that into the pick'em contest for WNBA on underdog, and you can get yourself a nice little payout. So go hang out, bet on some cool player props in WNBA, but also college baseball 
MLB, all of that stuff is available as well. And for my NFL people, Best Ball Mania 4 is available, and they're giving away $15 million. Make sure you start drafting those Best Ball Leagues. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, next game on the slate. We have the Washington Mystics traveling to Chicago to play Chicago Sky. This is a rematch of a game they just had over the course of the weekend. I was at that game. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Line opened up at minus four and a half. I saw some minus fives out there when it opened in Vegas, but it is now down to minus two and a half. 155 is the total here. Injury report we have for the Chicago Sky looks like Clayne, from what we know, all the same people that are out. Rebecca Gardner still out. They are still out. And for the Washington Mystics, Natasha Cloud is questionable with an illness on this Thursday. You know you're not going to see Christy Tolliver for a while. And then uh, – Lee Mang is actually back with their national team. So she is going to be out for personal reasons until about mid-July as well. So, Scott, I'll kick things off and just ramble off what I saw in D.C. when I saw the game this weekend. And it was a lot of really bad calls that just early on went against the Chicago Sky. And at one point, James Wade was so frustrated with his starting unit that he pulled Alana Smith, who I think had two fouls at that time anyway, and Courtney Williams and uh, Kalia Copper, pulled them two minutes into the game, and they didn't see the court until the second quarter. He went with that second unit. The second unit started giving him life, and he went with the second unit the entire rest of the first quarter and pulled those three out, and they didn't end up getting back in until that second quarter. Glea Copper never got going in that game. It was a lot of bad turnovers by the Chicago Sky, like frustrating turnovers where you're just kind of putting your hands on your head and like what happened. Very, very frustrating turnovers that they had in that game, and yet – they continued to go on runs. They just couldn't finish the runs, but they continued to go on runs and bring the game close. And then there go the Mystics, able to extend, 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 and somehow find a way to win an ugly game. And that's kind of what it was, a very, very ugly game. So in this one, I think the calls go a little bit better in Chicago. I think that they feel a lot more comfortable at home. And those turnovers, those really, really bad turnovers that came out on the road don't happen. And this team finds a way to win against a Mystics team that is still kind of figuring it out for the season in the Chicago Sky team that's actually not bad. And they want to, you know, continue to keep making a push early on in this season and carry that momentum throughout the season. So I'm going with Chicago plus two and a half here. I like them to get a, get a win outright, actually, against the Mystics at home. Yeah, I think for me, I'm kind of torn on this one, but I'm going to lean to the Mystics here. Uh, just looking at the last meeting, and even though you can talk about how some foul trouble is a concern, and you're looking at the Mystics attempting uh, 12 more free throws in the game, they made 13 more free throws than the Sky in the game. But I want to at least point out some of these numbers, because the Mystics won by 7. The Sky actually shot roughly 5% better from the floor, and they still lost the game comfortably, despite out-rebounding Washington by 15 
they outshot him by 5% and had 15 more rebounds and still lost the game by 8 because they had 20 turnovers and the Mystics uh-huh. had 5, which was really the story of the game, not to mention the free throws that I mentioned before. But the Skyward team going into the year that I was low on, that we were low on, and after a pretty solid start, you saw the Sky start to fall back down to earth, and the Sky have really not played well for the last couple of weeks as Chicago has lost each of the last four games by at least two, three of the last four by at least eight. The point is they're not playing good basketball, and the Mystics, even though you expect them to maybe be a little bit better, we have seen them play pretty well lately, as I have won four of their last five. I will admit that it was against the Storm twice, the Mist- the uh, Mercury, and the Sky, but the point is I think I'm going to lean to Washington here. Uh, just looking at the overall talent, I do think that Washington's better. I know Cloud's questionable. To be honest, she really didn't do anything in that Sky game anyway. She only scored two points and attempted two shots in the entire game. Her impact was defensively. They defensively, felt they, they, they yeah, yeah, she was she was a havoc defensively, and she kind of forced a few of those turnovers. So uh, if she is missed this game, is they're really going to feel it on defensive end. Yeah, which was going to pivot maybe to taking Chicago team total over because, once again, they had 20 turnovers and Cloud was good defensively. Offensively, though, I'm not sure if Cloud's impact's going to be missed because she was clearly compromised last game. She had two points, three rebounds, five assists, but there's no way Natasha Cloud's only attempting two shots in an entire game in 32 minutes. So clearly she wasn't fe- she wasn't feeling right, and she kind of acknowledged it. But I do think when you're looking at the overall uh, just way this game's going to play out. I think I am going to lean to the Mystics because I do think this team is just better. But I have to at least point out that the Mystics cannot get out-rebounded by 15 again. If you want to take the Sky, I do think that it's worth looking at some rebound props because, once again, I do think that uh, Austin's a pretty good rebounder, but she was pretty much neutralized last game. Uh-huh. and. Deladon was okay on the board. She had six rebounds in 27 minutes. But Austin only having four is a bit concerning. And I do think if you're looking for a prop here, I don't mind Smith, who had 13 rebounds in 26 minutes for the Sky last game. I might just run it back with her. I just think that, once again, for rebounds, you might be seeing Chicago do pretty well in the glass. Give me a player prop on the over for rebounds on one of Chicago's players. Yeah, I am. So I I really like Chicago in this one. I just can't trust the Mystics. I, I don't think I can trust the Mystics on the road, honestly. And so if I'm not fading them or you don't want to fade the Mystics like that, then I say you fade them on the total. That total is 155. I'm looking at their team total. Team total sitting there at 78 and a half. And let me just read off you know, the games they played on the road. They scored 66 points against the Indiana Fever, 71 points against the Seattle Storm, 73 points against the Seattle Storm again. And then let's see here. You go and you see them 71 points against the Chicago Sky team in Chicago. They scored 74 points in Connecticut. Like this team has never crossed this team total on the road yet. And, they're winning games because their defense is so good. And if you can hold a team to 60 points and you can score 70, of course you're winning games. But at this point, they're they're just not good offensively on the road. And there's not even too many times at home that they're scoring a lot of points. They've been on over 80 twice this season. So uh, I think 
Well, no, three times. Three times this season. All right, there. Three times this season, all of them at home. So I think that if I'm going to fade this team, the best way that I want to fade them is on the team total. Give me that team total under for the uh, Washington Mystics. Under 78 and a half. That is minus 114. And, yeah, the Chicago Skies team is still pretty solid defensively. Do you think Alana Smith's rebound numbers in this game are too low? Because I see it at eight and a half, actually juiced to the under. So the over eight and a half rebounds is minus 106. She's had at least nine rebounds in three of the last four games, had 13 rebounds in 26 minutes against the Mystics last time out. Uh-huh. Do you think eight and a half feels a bit short? I I do, but I don't. So the issue there is that all of that is without Mo Birch being in the lineup, and now Mo Birch is coming off the bench potentially, or she could reclaim her starting role again and be back in that starting lineup and Alana Smith be pushed back to the bench. So uh, last game was very, very frustrating for her, and you could see it all over her face when she walked to the bench because the foul calls that she was getting on were a little egregious. Like it were a little ticky tack fouls that she was picking up early and she was in foul trouble that entire game. And so she never really got into full rhythm and Mo Birch was able to come in and kind of steal minutes from her because they had that option for that. So I, I get why there's juice on the under, I think that is too close for me to call where I'm going to want to bet a lot of Smith rebounds today because of the Mo Burst factor, and she can steal into her minutes. I was just curious. Yeah, no, that's no, that's a good talking point and something really good to consider because I know it's a lot of people there, and I'm went mad. I'm not mad if you go bet her because that is a low number, but it's just I'm I'm concerned that there's other people to come in and help rebounding. Like they have a lot of bigs that they rotate pretty well in Chicago, and I don't want a situation where she just doesn't get the minutes today, and that's why we don't cash this. But I think Shakira Austin at plus eight and a half is rebounds is pretty good. Like you said that you got to make a rebounding adjustment. Who better to do that than your potential all-stars, you know, potential uh, most improved player of the year in Shakira Austin. I see plus money at plus 100, and she's going to have to really battle again with all the bigs that they have. Elizabeth Williams, uh, Alana Smith, Mo Birch, uh, Cone coming off the bench. Like They have a lot of bigs she's got to battle with, so she's going to need to be out there to rebound. Do you have anything else you want to add for this game, or that's going to wrap it up? Let's go to... Let's see here. Who's going to have the big game? Marina Mabry or Kalia Copper? Copper can't be that bad again, right? Yeah, she really can. And I, she never really got a rhythm. Like I told you, he pulled her with two minutes to go in the first. And did she didn't see it again until the uh, the second quarter. And she just never looked at rhythm until closer to the end of the game where she started to put a couple of buckets together. So... Clear Copper, they really sucked the juice out of Marina Mabry, 20-plus points. That's plus 146. Why did we get that at plus 240 last time? I think so. I mean, I, I still might be tempted by it because she's had at least 20 points in three of the last five games. Uh, she only won five for 13 against the Mystics, so I was expecting uh-huh. her to shoot more in this game. But I do think Copper's in line for a good game, too. I'd probably look for her over, just hoping that at least the volume would go up for Copper. But uh-huh. I do think when you're looking at those two, Mabry's more likely to do it just based on the overall season numbers, but you're getting a better price on Copper to do it because of the fact that, you know, once again, Mabry's done it more this season, but Copper's still a very solid player. She just had a bit of a slow start in terms of her efficiency. 
So we know what she's capable of. She just has to actually do it. Yeah, and she can. Like, I saw some good things towards the back end of that game from her. So, all right, let's let, let's take a stab. Clea Copper, plus 186, 20-plus. Even 25 doesn't even feel outside the range possibility, plus 590. So uh, I'll back Kalia Copper today. I saw some very good things. All right, anything else for this one, Scott? I don't see much else. Uh, I'm going to lean to the under, but I don't have much else to talk about for this. Oh, game. well, I'm never taking over with yeah. the Mystics, but I just like that team total look a little bit better. But yes, 100% down on the under. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Next game of slate. We have the Indiana Fever traveling to. Scott. They opened up as a one-point favorite. They are now up to minus two and a half. 164 and a half is the total injury report here for these two teams. And we have nothing to report for this Seattle Storm. And for the Indiana Fever, we have uh, Victoria Vivians, who is questionable with the concussion actually so we'll see if she goes in this one that's going to be a death piece missing for her for the fever if she doesn't go all right i mean are you doing it i'm not gonna lay points with indiana there's no way i'm fading our gals I don't think yeah. Seattle's been that bad lately. Uh, you're looking at the recent games well, they've had. Against the spread, they've been really, really that's, good. That's, well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, outright, <laughs> they don't win many games, but they've actually split the last four, and the two losses were against the Sun. Competitive game there. Lost that one by six, and they played the Aces, and the Aces are the Aces. So, yeah. overall, I haven't really been that discouraged by what Seattle's done. I mentioned earlier uh, last week that Seattle had a really tough schedule and it seemed like a lot of the teams they were playing were above 500. That really hasn't changed. The only exception was against the Mercury, who are 2-9, and nine, and they won that game on the road by 14. So uh-huh. the one cupcake on the schedule so far in 11 games, they actually won that game comfortably. I think I'm going to go with Seattle Moneyline here. I, I just oh, think it's that, so easy. I, I just think that Indiana shouldn't be laying two. I like the over as my favorite play. I, I see a lot of points in this game to do anything, but I do think when you're looking at how this game's going to unfold, I can see a lot of points. Maybe Lloyd goes for 30 again, but I do think that Seattle at home, I know the record once again is not great at home straight up, but they've also played a lot of really good teams. To go through the actual record and who they've played at home, they played the Aces, they played the Wings. The Wings aren't great, but they're still 6-6. Six and six. Played the Liberty, played the Sparks. They won that game against the Sparks. Uh, played the Mystics twice. Mystics, we know, are still a good team. Uh, lost both. Played the Sun. Lost by six. So, once again, the only weak team, kind of, is the Sparks at home, and they won that game. So, give me the Storm here on the money line, and give me the over. Oh, you already know. You already know where I'm going. One more time. I'm all over Seattle in this spot, man, especially now we're catching two and a half. Like this is exactly 100 percent what I was looking for and what I was waiting for. I was waiting to get more points. I was waiting to get a more juice on a money line and a really solid money line for the Seattle team. We're getting them as a home dog where 
yes, they're good against the spread. Five and two against the spread as a home dog. Now, Indiana, very, very good on the road. Five and one. However, most of those games are as a dog. They're one and one as a favorite against the spread this season. And so I'm I'm just fading and bucking that again and just saying that I'm not laying points with Indiana. As much fun this Indiana team is, and as good as we look for taking the over on their win total before the season even started, they still aren't that good of a team. And it's fine. It's perfectly fine. This is a team that Seattle can beat. We talked about Seattle's played very, very good competition and kept games close. I think that they can do that here and went outright. I would actually, if you can find it in uh, some type of adjusted line, I know they don't really have it for the W because, you know, they don't ever want to give us anything nice, but I would 100% take an adjusted line with Seattle here. I think Seattle is completely live as an underdog. Give me Seattle plus two and a half. Seattle on the money line, and I love the over 164. Both of these two teams are abysmal in defense. Yep. And give me a Seattle team total. What's the, what's the team total over? I like their team. I, I just like everything Seattle day. Uh, Seattle team total for 81 and a half. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Bit juice. I see minus 125, but still. Yeah, either that or the full game over. I think both of them can come in for us. Player props. If I think Seattle's going to win, I got to look at Jewel Lloyd uh, just because we know how good she's been this season. I see her for 30 plus points. It's at plus 320. Mm-hmm. I got to be tempted by that automatically because she did have 33 points last game against Connecticut, 39 points against Dallas. So she scored 30 plus points in each of the last two games. She's going to play a bunch of minutes. We know how talented she is. I do understand that 30 plus is difficult, but uh-huh. plus 320 when she's already done it in back to back games. I just really like that price. Yeah, no, I'm never going to, you know, one of my favorite players there. I'm never going to argue any type of Jewel Lloyd points prop. Aaliyah Boston is interesting. Aaliyah Boston finds herself at 17 and a half for the points prop today because she's been really, really good in the W, like very, very good at this point. And so do we take the over on Aaliyah Boston or do we pivot? Because they do have a size advantage in in terms of sheer numbers where, you know, we'll see what Mercedes Russell and Easy McBag are able to do defensively. But it's going to be a pretty good matchup between Aaliyah Boston, Lisa Smith and those two. Are you buying into either one of their points over 17 and a half and 14 and a half for Lisa Smith? I am tempted by Boston. I know that she's technically on the injury report, but she's probable. So I'm not really worried about her potentially missing this game. It seems like Boston's going to play. Uh, But looking at her numbers over the last couple of games, she has been really, really good. I mean, she's had at least 19 points in each of the last three games, had at least 23 points in two of the last three games. And Seattle, I'm not sure, can really stop her, to be honest. So Uh I am looking at Boston I do think she's in line to potentially go for 20 in this game. She's gotten a consistent 31-minute workload, give or take, in the last couple games. So I do think that she'll be hovering around that minute total once again. But she's been really efficient. Now, the problem might be foul trouble because she fouled out last game against Atlanta. But the pace in that game was crazy, too. I am not only to the over, though, with Boston. It's really Uh tough to take unders when she's been so efficient in the paint. And I think she's in line to have another good game. Yeah, man, she's been really good. And uh, this is brutal 
because she can easily get to 20. Like, Nalisa and she is gets to the line a decent to amount, underratedly. Yeah, absolutely. I think I just like, I think I like Aaliyah Boston over the 17 and a half, but I like Nalisa Smith 20 plus at plus 385. I still think that's a really good value here for her to get 20 in a game that I think is going to be le- less and less defense. Uh, they're they're going to give her opportunities and kind of feed her. If she gets going early, then I think she'll cruise to a 20-plus. So I like Melissa Smith. 20-plus plus 385, but I do still like Malia Boston over 17 and a half in this one. By the way, just to ask, I, I didn't really find the alt spreads. I found a couple, but they're not high enough for Seattle. However, I did find Seattle win margin. Seattle win by six plus points is plus two fifteen. Is that too yes. hot or you're tempted? No, let's do it. Let's do it. Where's that at? Uh, I found it on Fox, but okay. Oh, I've never been up there before. I wonder if they got a, a deal, something I can get. It's, but it's the only book I know that actually has either alternative spreads or win margins in WNBA. So that's why I mentioned it, but I found plus 215. I see Seattle Storm by 11 plus, plus 450. Yeah, I see the same one. Yeah. I don't know how much uh, you think they're going to bury them. I just wanted to mention six. I mean, they buried they if we just look at, you know, bad teams that they played, they buried the Mercury. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a possibility and that was in Phoenix. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be There's so a- mad that I didn't bet the Mercury to miss the playoffs at plus 1000. And we talked about it before. We talked about it. We started. said it. I said I, they, I thought I, that's 20 I'm I'm cruising to this under 21 and a half, like cruising at this point. Yep. Maybe, hopefully I'm not jinxing it and everybody just, you know, Skylar Diggins-Smith just, just pop up. At I think the it was three. really plus a thousand for them to miss the playoffs, though. I'm, I'm so salty that I didn't actually bet it. Oh, my gosh. They're just so they're so bad. And at this yep. point, they just keep digging their grave deeper. All right. We're not talking about them. We're talking about the Seattle Storm here. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our lock and dog here for the slate. I will take for my lock that Washington Mystics team total under 78 and a half minus 114. They haven't gotten over that number on the road yet this season. This Chicago team is going to be looking for revenge. It's not going to be a lot of ticky-tack extra fouls. Putting uh, Washington in the bonus, because Washington was in the bonus early in the quarters in that game, and they were getting a lot of easy you know, free throws that were adding to their total. I think it comes a lot more difficult, a lot harder for them this game, and that team total comes down. So, give me Washington team total under 78.5. For my dog, we have options. How spicy do we want to get here on this slate? We have that. What'd you say? Plus two fifty for Seattle. Two fifteen. Seattle six plus. I do cut. Mm-hmm. I like Chicago as well, but that's not that's a puppy dog. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta make these dogs something juicy. So give me give me that one. I'm gonna go put that bet in. I gotta make a Fosbeck account real quick. But I'm gonna put that one in. Give me Seattle to win by. Is it six plus or is it over? It's six minus six? five and a half. Minus five and a half. All right, Seattle minus five and a half plus two fifteen. I will take it. Let's go, Storm. All right, Scott. What are you doing here for this slate? 
All right. Uh, so for my lock for the show, I'm going to go with the over in that same fever and storm game. I see it around 164 and a half. I still like the over. Neither team guards anybody. And I think you're going to see points in this game, regardless of who you think is going to win. Uh, you're looking at both teams with team totals in the 80s. So you're expecting not much defense to be played. Indiana's last couple games, they gave up 100 to Atlanta, gave up 90 to Chicago. And Chicago really doesn't score that many points. They have some talent, but still 90 points to Chicago is kind of crazy. Gave up 85 to Phoenix. And you're looking at the store. They gave up 85 to Connecticut, 103 to Dallas, 96 to Vegas. The point is they don't guard anybody either. So give me the over uh, at either 164, 164 and a half. I see a lot of points in this game. So my lock will be the over in that one. And I think for my uh, dog here, I'm actually going to go to the same game. Uh, but I'm not sure if I want to take the store money line or if I want to go for some type of combo deal. I think I'm going to go for a combo deal. Uh, I'm going to go with Jewel Lloyd over 24 and a half points parlayed with the Storm to win, and that's plus 180. If Seattle's going to win, Lloyd's going to have a good game. And I do think, once again, with Lloyd dropping 30-plus in the last two games, she might be in line for maybe a little bit of regression, but not too much. Give uh -huh. me Lloyd over 24 and a half points and Seattle to win at plus 180. Oh, I love that. Yeah, nice play there, Scott. All right, anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Not really. Looking forward to the three games. Should be fun. Kind of weird that all three games had road favorites based on what we've seen with the with the underdogs winning basically every game for the last couple of weeks. So it should be pretty fun, uh, but looking forward to the games tonight and the NBA draft. Now we got to parlay all three. I was actually on all three dogs. Oh, see, now I got to parlay all three dogs because the last time I was on all three dogs – they all hit. Yeah, we so. both were, and all yeah. three dogs won. Oh, Scott, come on. Just change your cha – well, no, because you're on a miss this soon. Never mind. All right, I'm just going to parlay the dogs myself. Everybody else, he's at Rush already on Matt Really Real underscore underscore. You know where to find us. If you're not already, make sure you go like the video on YouTube. Let us get some YouTube hits. Make sure you leave a review wherever you get your podcast. Let us get some hits on that. I still haven't seen any reviews come in. Like, come on, guys. What do I got to do? Do I got to have a contest? Do I have to have a contest to get you guys to do reviews? It sounds like what I have to do. I might have to do that in the future. We'll see about doing that in the future. But beforehand, let me get some reviews. I appreciate it. Other than that, I do have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here.